Slay the Stars is a fifth edition actual play and is the brainchild of three friends with one goal, to share an epic story with people who want to listen. Content warning, uh, we do curse a bit. So if you're a child or that's not your thing, this might not be for you. We play by the rules, but we are not afraid to stretch them a bit for the sake of fun. And bad calls happen, and when they do, let's talk about it. Reach out on social media and start some discourse. We would love to hear from you, but please leave the negativity at the door. We want to form a community that's based in positivity and mutual enjoyment of this hobby that we all love. Now, let's begin our story. ever episode of Slay the Stars. I'm Leah, your dungeon master for this wild ride. Joining me are my friends Arthur and Jen. They'll be playing the roles of Shar and Zamira, our protagonists. Over the course of this story, we're going to uncover secrets about the cosmos, walk the plains, encounter dangerous and beautiful creatures. <sighs> I can't wait for you all to come with us on this journey. Without further ado, let's get started. We all love stories about ordinary individuals accomplishing the extraordinary, slaying dragons, defeating gods, saving the world. This isn't one of those stories, because there's nothing normal about Charlemagne Vif Broom and Zamira Kaltain. We begin on a late spring day on Vela in the coastal city of Saltspire. The early morning air is crisp and the sun is just beginning to peak over the horizon. Zamira, you are in bed. Your sleep so far has been relaxing, uneventful, but you find yourself floating in a stream on your back. The water's cool, but not cold, and you feel at peace. You're staring up at the darkened sky and the far off suspended lamps are twinkling in the blackness. You notice one of the lights, brighter than before. Closer? The current of the water begins to increase in speed, and it occurs to you that you should find some way back to the bank, and as you turn, a hand reaches for you, grasping your wrist and destabilizing you in the water. I need you to roll me a perception check. Whoa. 
Let's see. All right, so that was a nine. <laughs> you no. look down at your at your arm, and the hand that's grasped a hold of you has a mark on the back of their hand. It's some sort of brand or tattoo. You're not quite sure. You make out enough that it looks to be some sort of flaming symbol, probably a man's hand as the grip is fairly strong, the hand is large, but all of a sudden he's pulled under and swept downstream away from you before you can make much else out and you realize that you're moving too fast. You begin fighting the current forcing your arms and legs to work inching your way back to the bank and you get that rush of adrenaline and fear, that nervous dread sitting in the pit of your stomach and a voice comes to you don't fight, submit and you wake up. You're drenched in sweat and shivering, um, even though you're wrapped in your blankets. What are you doing? I am going to get out of bed and go to my uh, my desk in my room. And I'm going to try to write down as much as I can remember about the dream in my dream journal. Okay. You take some time. You sit down trying to remember the details, trying to draw what little you made out of that symbol into your journal. And you hear something that's slid under your door, and you just see, like, a small piece of paper that's been slid under the, the gap of your door. Ooh, um, I'm going to go pick it up, but I'm also going to fling the door open and see if I can see who slipped it under my door. You rush to the door, fling it open, and the way your rooms open out into the hall, it's just sort of— it's very dorm room-esque. There's just one long hall with different rooms off of it and like a stairwell at the end. And you hear the door to the stairwell shut just as you're opening it and Ooh. looking. Is it in an envelope or is it just a... Like it's just a, folded up, folded in half once. Okay. Um, is there anything unique about the paper? Is it um, like good quality or crap or anything? Yeah. So when you pick it up, it feels heavy. Um, thick parchment. This is not just like cheap paper. This is definitely some sort of like stationary quality meant for writing important notes, but there's no seal, no marking on the outside to tell you who it's from. Okay. Um, I will open it and read it. The note reads, I have information about where you derive your power. Ascension point, midnight, come alone. And the note is unsigned. Interesting. Nobody knows. Hmm. Okay. So then I will tuck that piece of paper into my, my dream journal. So I'm assuming it's morning then. Um, I'm going to prepare for the day my normal ritual, which I sort of already jumped ahead to with the journal. Um, but I'll brew a pot of uh, mint tea and just get ready for the day, uh, get my books together for class. I am going to, well, no, I'll, um, I'm going to talk to my professor, but I'm, I'm just going to wait until class or until we meet after class. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, at this point, after you journaled, getting the note, it's definitely starting to get brighter. You're up a little earlier than usual, but definitely would make sense to start your day now. So as you go off to class and set about your day, we will jump over to Shar. It's morning. You wake up. Standard day. What do you do? 
So where am I at this point again? You are at the temple. You There is a room on the grounds where they allow you to stay in return for some of the work you do as far as keeping the grounds, taking watch, sort of checking things out, making sure things are safe. Um, I'll do my normal rounds at that point, okay. even though I'm okay at them. I'm not the best. I, I just pretend to be very solita- solitary, solitarily, sol- by myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roll me a perception check. It's a seven plus. We are nailing it. We are doing great. So 12. All right, Char. So you take a look around the temple and the temple of the divines in Saltspire has become the only central temple in the city. Now that the worship of the gods is basically dying out in most areas. It is a huge circular shaped temple. It's about 150 feet in diameter. And in the area, there are alcoves set in all around where Mm -hmm. each god has their own statue area for worship and offerings and things like that. There are a couple pews set up in the center of the room and there are maybe five, six people there praying going about their business, as well as the head priest, Father Altair, is near the altar in the central area. You did that on purpose, didn't you? Father Altair is at the altar. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really think about that until just now, but you're right. (laughs) But he's sort of in like, if you come in through the front doors, he is directly across from you in the back where the altar is. Everything seems to be normal. You kind of do your circuit around the outside where the gardens are around the temple, and nothing seems to catch your attention. Everything is quiet. But while you are in the garden, kind of lost in thought, paying attention but not quite paying attention, you feel somebody tug on the back of your shirt, and you didn't notice anybody coming up behind you. Okay. Uh, I will turn around kind of slowish, like eyes over the shoulder before the head fully turns situation. When you turn around, you don't see anybody at first, and that kind of catches you off guard, and it makes you do like a double take, and then you notice there's a a small female child. She has long blonde hair and bright blue eyes, and she's looking up at you, but not with like an innocent child face, very much like a all-business look to her. She's like, um, I'm looking for for Charlemagne Viff Broom. Okay, that's not terrifying at all. Um, I'm going to get down on one knee. Uh, that'd be me. Uh, oh. Did you need something? Yeah, perfect. This is for you. And she hands out a piece of paper. She keeps her hand extended towards you. Oh, after right, you. right, right, right. Uh, I think I only have like a few silvers at this point. So like a copper and a silver. I think that's literally what I have. So I'll, I'll give her a copper and a silver and stand up. She looks at it and she just sort of nods and tucks it in her pocket. And she doesn't look at you again. She turns around and now that you're watching her, you see that she walks right up to the gate and she slips between the iron bars and just is on her way. And incredibly quiet. You're not surprised you didn't notice her. Good. What? Um, okay. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, what does the note say? You open the note and you notice, similar to Zem, thick paper, definitely some sort of stationery that would have been purchased by somebody of means. And the note says, 
I think a mistake was made. Ascension point, midnight, come alone. And it's signed X. Just X. Just X. Uh, do I know what ascension point is? Yes. So in the gardens at the temple, there is an area where there are quite a few live oak trees around and a giant statue of a winged angelic man staring up at the sky. And that area is known as ascension point. How close is it to me relatively to where I am now? Like in the woods? It's not, it's, it's pretty close. I mean, you could walk there in five, 10 minutes. Hmm. I'll take a walk and just kind of scope it out real quick. See if anything's up. All right. And then if nothing's up, then that's fine. But then I'm, but there's no, like, not like a solstice or any situations or anything tonight. Right. Not tonight. No. Okay. Yeah. I'll go scope it out, I guess. Okay. So as you're walking there along the paths, you notice that it's late in the spring, so a lot of the trees are blossoming and blooming. Some of the fruit trees are starting to deliver small fruits, especially the apricots. You can kind of smell them. It's very sweet smelling and pleasant. And as you get closer to Ascension Point, there's this feeling in your stomach like you're being watched, but you don't notice anybody else around you in your immediate vicinity. You've never really taken a lot of time to look at it. It's just been another fixture in the gardens. And you you take a moment to really study it and you think back to what it means and what this place is and you realize that you're not really sure. And when you make it to the statue, this is the area that the gods left this plane. You don't get the significance, you don't understand the note. You're a little confused. Why? Why would they want to meet here? I don't, I don't get it. Um. And, and you said nothing else was off around the area. No. Roll me an investigation check. I don't think that one's going to go. Investigation zero eight. No, everything seems to be in line. You don't see any other people around. There's nothing. You know, no trash, no nothing laying around on the ground. Okay. Still that feeling like you're being watched, though. I'm going to slowly walk back to the monastery. The temple? Temple. Temple. I'm going to slowly <laughs> walk back to the temple and look for Father Altair. All right. When you get back to the temple, he's still in the same place he was. You see that there is a parishioner who's come up to him, and they're having a quiet conversation. The man, uh, the parishioner seems to be taking some comfort in what Father Altair is saying. And as you kind of approach them waiting to speak, Father Altair makes a hand motion and sets his hand on the on the man's shoulder. The other man nods and sort of walks away. And Father Altair looks towards you and he says, ah, Char, is there something I can help you with? Uh, no, no. Um, I just wanted to Thank you again for putting me up and, you know, letting me be here for a little while. Of course. Um, The, um, I I just had a question. Uh, You're better versed in history than I I am. Um, Does Ascension Point mean anything to you? I mean, it was the, the last piece of our world that was touched by divinity, so it holds 
a special place in my heart and in those of us who still believe, but I don't I don't think I understand your question. Is there like a um, holiday solstice something some kind of festival uh, prayer circle that tends to happen around it? So on the on the day that we've set aside to to mark when the gods left, we generally have a festival, but that isn't until the late summer. We still have months. Oh. Uh, other than that, um, no, that was it. I just everything was clear. I just want to let you know. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna go walk around if you need something. Uh, thank you again. Of course, is, is, something, move on. is something bothering you, Char? Um, I don't think so. I mean, yes, but uh, nothing to burden you with at the moment. Okay, well, you know you can always come to me. Uh, I do. Thank you, Father. Of, of course. He sort of just watches you go. Looks a little troubled, but doesn't say anything else. He's going to pull out the piece of paper and kind of read it through again. Just kind of crumple it up and just toss it. And then kind of walk around, like do his rounds again. And then on the way back, he's going to pick it up and then crumple it and keep it. All right. Perfect. So a couple hours passed. Uh, Zem, you have finished your classes for the day. And your last class is with Dalius. It's almost a one-on-one -on -one class. There aren't many in the divination school. Once your class is finished, the other two students kind of make their way out of the room and Dalius is sort of, you know, hurriedly packing his things up to get back to his work in his offices. Office. Singular. Okay. So I'm going to go up to Dalius um, and I'm going to let him know. Dalius, I had... Another dream last night. This one was unusual. I had a dream that I was in in the river again. Um, but this time, this time something happened. While I was floating, um, I noticed that one of the lights seemed to be closer than before. And... About that same time, I also realized that I was moving and I was moving way too fast. And then a, a hand grabbed me. It had something on it, the hand, and I, I think it belonged to a man, but it had a, a symbol, a, a flaming symbol of some sort. I, I didn't get a good look. Um, and then there was a voice. Uh, so much happened. I, I tried to write it down. Here, you can see my journal. He looks up as you're talking, and at first, when you started speaking to him, he was just sort of, uh, like, nodding, nodding along, nodding along. But as you continue to talk, you like, he stops what he's doing and starts listening very intently. And he still hasn't said anything yet. He takes the journal from you, and he's kind of looking over what you've said. The symbol, it's hard to make out. It it could mean anything. You you say you saw this on the man's hand. Yeah, yeah, right on the 
it doesn't mean anything to you? You've never seen it before? I don't think so. Hmm. It was really fast. It sort of reminds me of a, of a religious symbol. But I I don't I don't know that isn't my that isn't my forte. I've never really spent a lot of time on on that. Maybe speaking to somebody more versed in that would be helpful to you. Okay. You seem worried. I've just not had this I don't know. This dream just felt different. It's I don't know how to explain it. Um but also while I was trying to journal about it, someone slipped this under my door. So Zamira, when you take that note back out of your pocket, you get that same feeling in the pit of your stomach that you had when you when you woke up from that dream, that like dread, that feeling of moving too quickly. It all comes rushing back to you. And for a moment, like your your breath catches in your throat. Um, as you hand the note over to Dalius. And he sort of notices a change in your countenance, but he doesn't bring it up. He takes it, and he starts reading through the note. What do you think they mean? I, I don't know. I don't know how anyone could know. I don't know anyone that knows me well enough to have any idea other than you and I know it wasn't you. I mean, it, it could be one of the instructors of the school. Any friends that you've confided in here? Friends. Family, potentially? Definitely not. The other professors are aware, but I don't think they understand anything. No, that's fair. I think that... Your case is a special one. People with your innate talents are not plentiful. There's much we don't understand about your gift. And many people who would look to exploit it, I think you should exercise extreme caution. Are you considering going? I mean, I have to. I have to see. Do you? Wouldn't you? I mean, absolutely. But between the, between the two of us, I've always been the more reckless. Well, I am young. <laughs> That's fair. Just be careful. I will. I, I will. I will be cautious. And he sort of, he looks down and you see he's wearing his like, his pendulum and he thinks for a moment and he takes it off and he hands it to you. Your pendulum? Yes, well, I have others and I want you to spend some time with it today. You know, just really thinking about whether this is the way you'd like to go. It's never let me down. And hopefully it will help give you some guidance. Okay. I, I will see. Once you do, please... Come back to my rooms. Talk to me. Tell me what happened. You know I don't sleep like a normal person, so yes, I'll be there. Okay. All right. Um, I don't see me not going, but I will let you know. All right. 
Zamira, you have spent a decent amount of time with Dalius, seeing how he uses the pendulum, but you've never owned one yourself. And so other than a few times, go ahead. Nope. Oh, <laughs> okay. So Stop looking at me. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say you did. And I was going to say, okay. I, okay. So Jen was going to say, that's false. I've definitely messed with one before. <laughs> but, uh, you know. The bullshit pendulums and me are best friends. <laughs> so this pendulum is nice. It has that antique, who knows how old this thing is feel. Definitely made of solid gold around the outsides, very pointed with this white crystal inside. And there are runes etched into the side of the stone that nobody is sure how to understand. Um, Does the white stone have flashes to it? Yes, it does. So describe to me how you're going to make this work. What are you going to ask it? So I know that working with a pendulum, you have to ask questions that have yes, no, maybe answers. You can't ask for, like, what's the name of, like, you can't ask things like that. Oh, it's a magic eight ball, but a pendulum. Basically. I'm going to ask very direct questions about, you know, should I be going, who sent the, like, not who sent this, but do I know who sent the note like that kind of thing so so first um i think i'm gonna focus on the note and i'm just going to hold the pendulum um like by the it's on on a string on a chain it's on a chain on a chain i'm gonna hold the top of the chain so that like the the bottom is freely hanging i think you're supposed to i don't know if it's a tune i don't know if you have to attune to it or not um this one you definitely do, but we'll include that in the time that you're taking to study it and stuff. You know, after about an hour, you start to get the hang of it. And okay. You'll be attuned to it. Okay. So then I know what direction is is which answer. And I, I would I, I'm going to say for ease, like nodding the head and shaking the head that like up and down is yes and left and right is no for okay. an answer. And that um, anything else, like any diagonal would be maybe. Okay. So my first question... I'm going to focus on the note first, and I'm just going to say, um, do I know who slipped me this note? I would like for you to roll me a, this is an interesting note for you because of the multi-class that your character is. In this case, would you like to use your charisma or your intelligence? I'm assuming your intelligence because it's higher. Yes. All right. So. No, give me the worst option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I had to ask because <laughs> you, you cast with both. It's complicated. Yes. So, um, all right. Make me an intelligence check. Straight intelligence Straight check. intelligence check. Visit our Patreon for the character breakdowns. <laughs> <laughs> 22. All right. Immediately, the pendulum, it, it, it's not even like slowly starts moving. It just rapidly starts moving in a west to east motion, signaling no. Okay. Um, does the sender of the note intend harm to me? The pendulum slows 
and it it starts to kind of go a little diagonal, still more horizontal. It's clearly like a maybe. Interesting. Okay. Um, is it too risky for me to go to the meeting tonight? I have to be specific. Spirits are weird. I thought those were devils. <laughs> the pendulum starts to just kind of move in a circle. You're not sure how to interpret it. Freak. Will I regret not going to this meeting tonight? As you watch the pendulum in a circle, it stops dead and immediately starts swinging back and forth. Oh, mm-hmm. I wanted it to Signaling, not answer. Yes. There's like no movement at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. This is a lot of information. Um, and, in the form of lines. And no information at the same time. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Divination. <laughs> Does the person or being who slipped me this note actually know where my powers are derived from? Huh. I guess we're all learning things today. <laughs> the... <laughs> I feel like there should be some insight we'll return, <laughs> for this we'll, question. We'll, we'll return after this commercial break. <laughs> dun, dun, because dun. <laughs> have that like weird like sh- like harmonic like yeah. Because there's like there's like a chain of people, right? And so there's a chain mm-hmm. of people. So I would say while you're trying to answer me. <laughs> <laughs> there is the pendulum explodes. It, it is I just do it. It is it is very specific when you're asking questions. Yeah. And I said, does the person who slipped me this? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm gonna say that it immediately starts to just continue to circle. It, it's just circling now. I don't know what this means. Is this a Clockwise or counterclockwise circle? Counterclockwise. Um, so I don't know at this point, since it's spinning in circles and this is not normal, if it's actually working. I'm just going to say, um, is my name Zamira? The Is the thing a liar? <laughs> the circular motion starts to slow down. And it starts to say... Yes, and then it goes back to circles. It's in like, yes, but no, but no, but yes. Interpret it as you will. I don't know what circles mean. (laughs) Do I need to take a weapon with me tonight? The pendulum continues to move in a counterclockwise motion. Are you ever going to move in anything other than a counterclockwise motion? It stopped for a minute there. It stops moving and it starts moving a clockwise. This pendulum is an asshole. Do you consider time when you answer? It's going to keep moving in a clockwise manner. 
I'm going to drop the pendulum on the table and put my hands on either side and like lean forward, exasperated, and just ponder what I need to do next. I'm not really sure I'm actually getting answers, so I am trying to figure out what to ask and how to ask it at this point. All right. So, Char, Mm -hmm. you head to the gardens to Ascension Point early. What exactly are you looking for? Where are you planning to go? What is your plan? Well, there's two options here, which is if if the person who I think is going to be is here, then I'm not going to know how to deal with that, and I'm going to panic in the moment and plan for panic. If it's not that, though... <laughs> I'm going to kind of look for uh, escapes because if it's not the person that signed who I think it is, God, this is really confusing to explain out loud and not in my brain where it's just like, goo. <laughs> look for exit strategies somewhere to hide safely. A pile of trees, for example. <laughs> A pile of trees, yes. The, the common thing to find in gardens, in well-manicured gardens. Sure, as you're there, looking around for a place to hide, looking out for people who look suspicious, you do notice a couple people, because the garden's open for people to tour during the day. And during the evening, while you're there, you notice people walking about, sometimes couples, sometimes singular people. You notice the same woman come in three times. She is wearing a headscarf, and she has very curly, coily hair that sort of, like, comes out of the front. She is pretty, and she's dressed like someone who lives comfortably. Unlike the rest of the people who are either lost in thought or taking in the surroundings and just sort of looking for some sort of peace, she has the same sort of look on her face that you do, somebody who's there a little anxious, a little nervous. Trying to look inconspicuous, but trying a little too hard. Do I recognize her? You've never seen this woman before. Cool, 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 cool. Roll me a perception check. Sure. I picked this dice up because I thought it would be easier to read. I was wrong. (laughs) 17. All right. You notice at one point she makes a turn and her coat kind of gets blown by the wind and you notice that she is armed. You see the outline of some sort of weapon strapped to her hip. Like a sword. Oh, so like something so like not that. like dagger but like genuine No, sword. like a legitimate okay. sword. But she's wearing a fairly large cloak that sort of hides that from view. How's like physique? Is it like because you said they're dressed like they live well, but is it like actual like royalty where there's nothing or like actual like trained? Not royalty. But now that you've noticed her weapon, you can see that the clothing that she is wearing looks to be it's it's leather. It's thick, but it's it's made in such a way that it sort of blends in and just looks like normal clothing. She is human. I don't think I said oh. that. She is human. Is she? So she's clearly acting suspiciously. Um, but 
is she like looking around? Like, does she seem like she's keeping like communication with anybody at all in the garden? She's looking around like she's looking for somebody, but she's not communicating with anybody. And at this point, you see her stop in front of the statue and she's looking up towards the angel's face and you see her reach into her pocket and pull out a piece of paper and she's reading it and she sticks it back in her pocket and she's looking around and then you see her kind of like start to walk back towards the gate like she's leaving i I dumped charisma so i can't like talk to people well (laughs) i'm gonna just not not a pile of trees but just hide behind a singular tree (laughs) a singular leaf if you will um perfect and just kind of keep an eye on her. Like now I've kind of like pegged her on the map. I'm just like, and I keep keep track of where you are. You've clocked her. Yes, that's the word. Perfect. Pinged? Perfect. Pinged. Ping's the other word I was trying to say. Roll me a stealth check. Shit, biscuits. <laughs> Words are great. Nine. <laughs> you go to step away to sort of like hide yourself. And you notice she locks direct eye contact with you for a second. And her eyes narrow a bit, but she doesn't say anything to you or do anything. She continues to walk back up. It's just like an awkward, like... Yeah. You acknowledge each other awkwardly. Zamira, is there anything... I'm going to find another tree. (laughs) (laughs) Find a different tree to hide. Is there anything else that you would like to do? I'm going to pick the pendulum back up and I'm going to have a discussion with it, a stern discussion with it about its behavior and what is expected of it. Okay. And then I'm going to notice the time. Did you intimidate the pendulum? Yeah, I was just going to say, roll me an intimidation (laughs) check. Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely trying. Like, I attuned to you. You work for me. Natural one or natural 20? I rolled a 19. (laughs) So my intimidation is a pl- so twenty a dirty twenty. I'm just imagining. Well, let me roll like counter intimidation for the spinning. And just it rolled like one. Pendulum explodes. The pendulum shakes. Seems, yeah, there's a there's a shiver that quakes up the pendulum, and you can tell that it will behave this time. If you asked it one more question. <laughs> Things that could never be animated. Ooh. <laughs> Am I meeting with only one person tonight? It emphatically says no. But how? Circle, square, triangle? Back and forth. Okay. East to west. No. All right. So not circles. Not circle <laughs> equals no. <laughs> okay. So knowing that, I'm going to... Go over to my dresser, and I'm going to take the one dagger that I have, um, and I'm going to put that on my belt. And I'm going to look at my wardrobe, and I'm going to stress over it, because that's what I do. And settle on what I almost always wear, which is I have like leather pants and then like a long tunic, my belt, and then I have a green cloak that I'm going to put on, and my boots— and then I'm going to look at the time and freak out because I have like 20 minutes to get all the way over there yep. on time. All right. Oh, I'm going to pick up the pendulum too. I'm going to like grab it. Perfect. Are you going to wear it or are you going to put it in a bag? I'm going to wear it, but I am going to tuck it into my shirt. Okay. Perfect. Because I'm going to, I'm putting it on as I'm flying out the door. Okay. Probably didn't think to lock my door. I just left. 
that won't come back to bite us in the ass. Interesting note. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I like I would have panicked. I mean, like it's the school; it's safe here. Yeah, no, I agree. That makes sense. You and your logic. <laughs> Char, you head over at dusk to lock the gate. A different tree, <laughs> as that's part of your job. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when you come back, you set yourself up. You have time far before midnight where you can sort of set yourself up in a place where you're well hidden. I am the night. <laughs> you you hear somebody fiddling with the lock on the gate. Fiddling to open it or like fiddling to open it. Probably somebody picking the lock. And there's not supposed to be anybody here tonight, right? No. The, the, other than other than my potential person. Yeah. And it, the fiddling lasts for maybe two seconds, and you hear the, the gate open. I've really got to get that fi- lock fixed. D- do I see who opened it? Like, do you I do. have eye contacts with person? You do. You see a man who is very nondescript. There's not really a better way to describe him. Brown hair, brown eyes, average build. Five seven five eight. Clothes are totally normal, you know, tunic, pants. He looks like a person who would blend in well literally anywhere. He makes his way over to the statue and stands there with his arms crossed, looking around, seeing nobody else moves over to the opposite side of where you're hidden and kind of takes up a spot. We're literally hiding from each also other. Also trying to hide a bit. But since you saw him. One tree. You know where he is. Two people hiding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my tree. Get your own tree. <laughs> I wrote a stealth check first. <laughs> Person is druid, grows tree. <laughs> grows tree. Turns into tree. God damn it. This is, this is what these sisters are going to turn into is a fucking tree joke. There's a one. A path has been set. It is lined with trees. <laughs> it wasn't before, but it is now. Deciduous. That's my safe word. Deciduous. <laughs> I don't wanna... I'm sorry. Back on topic. Are we, though? I'm not sorry. (laughs) Eventually, you see two other people make their way to the point. Sorry. There is a man, human, very tall, probably close to 6'3", 6'4", something like that. He has dark hair. And eyes that, even though it's dark at this point, you can see that his eyes are incredibly light. Sky blue, maybe. He looks nervous. He looks uncomfortable. He's a little fidgety. He does not try to hide. He's just standing out in the open, looking around, jumping at every noise that he hears. And the woman, the same woman who you saw earlier, comes back in. The two of them sort of like make eye contact And then she walks over to him. They start to have a conversation quietly. It's hard for you to make out most of what they're saying, but you can tell they're introducing each other. 
being a little hesitant. Are you the person who sent me the note? No, I have a note too. And they're kind of comparing so what they know. These people have notes then. It's not like a... You do hear them speaking about notes. Cool. Escape route I'm going to need to plan for. Awesome. And finally, you see another person enter the garden. Zamira, your friend. Severely out of breath. Who you haven't seen in two years at this point. Maybe a little longer than that. She comes walking in. Zamira, how do you come in? I... Kicks open gate. I rush. Yeah, I run. Like, I'm running. So I rush up. And when I get just inside, I, like, pump the brakes and try to appear composed. But I am breathing heavily. All right. She comes in, starts heading towards the point. Sure, what are you doing? Taking the long circle around the group to get to the other end of Zem. Other side? Other side. God, I get words, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) Are you making yourself known or are you sneaking up on her? I'm not trying to hide, but I'm also like not trying to rile the group up, as it were. Okay. I'm not being like, move out of my way, please. Thank you. Zem, what's your passive perception? My passive perception is none of your business. Um, It's incredibly average. It's like the definition of average. So it's 10? It's a 10. (laughs) Perfect. Shar, you're able to get there without riling the suspicion of the others, or Zem for that matter. She's out of breath and not paying close attention. Zem, why are you here? Oh, my God. Other side. Shar? Yeah, I, th- I thought you were in school. I, I am in school. I'm. What are you doing here? I had a note. A note. Yeah. On thick parchment paper. I mean, no, the particular. Yeah, probably that. Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna fish it out of my bag. When did you get it? Today? This morning. Today. <laughs> Did someone slip it under your door too? Oh, um, no. No, mine was much more conspicuous. I had a... Uh, hmm. Wow, that was really weird, wasn't it? So there was a delivery person that was also a child. A terrifyingly stealthy child. You were summoned to a midnight encounter by a child. Well, that's not... No, they were... And you went. Yeah, but no, I mean... (sighs) Your hair's gotten longer since the last time I've seen you. Has it? Yeah. I ruffle your hair. Huh. I guess it has been a while. Yours is more colorful? Diet or just lack of sun? What's going on? It's natural. Thank you. Wait. So you also were summoned by someone, but you don't know who summoned you. No, this got slipped under my door. I'll swap notes. So you take mine, I'll take yours. Yeah. You notice that mine is like crumpled up and then like. Mine is very precisely (laughs) folded to the corners, like perfectly lined. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? (laughs) He's going to pick it up. Okay. Yep. (laughs) So, I see not all things have changed. Okay. 
Oh my God, Zamira Kaltain. I know that voice. I also do. I'm going to hide. So (laughs) when you turn, both of you, Shar, you go to hide and you can see that you've already been noticed. Shit. You see another friend of yours, Zamira, from school, Karina Zenwerin. She has purple hair now, long, and it sort of, it starts out very light purple at the top and fades into like this deep magenta color at the bottom. Is her hair always purple? She has no, a, no. a loot strap to her back, and her clothes look nice. I mean, she's always been somebody who enjoys the finer things in life. But this is nice even for her. She practically skips over towards you, and she's like, I haven't seen you in so long. Karina, oh my God. Oh my God. And she puts her hands out to hug you, and she like wraps you in this hug. It's not that prissy girl hug where you like your butt's out and you're just patting back. She like really wraps you into a hug and like squeezes you. And it makes you feel like, huh, she seems happy to see me legitimately. So I'll probably be stiff at first, but then I'll loosen up and, you know, hug her back. And Karina, where have you, where have you been? What have you been up to? Look at you. You look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I've been performing. I've... (laughs) I found my my calling. I'm a bard now. Wow, that's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. School, how's school? It's going well. It's interesting. I'm I'm learning a lot of things. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm not surprised. You are amazing. You've always been amazing. And she kind of looks behind you Shit. towards you, Shar. Shar? Hey, uh, Karina. I didn't, I mean, I didn't expect to see either of you here, but what are you doing here? That is an excellent question, which I uh, do not have the answer to. Uh, I was closing up the gardens for the night, technically. Oh. I'm doing an awful job. Oh, you didn't, you didn't get a note? I didn't say that. So you did get a note. I didn't say that either, but... So what are you saying, Char? Words. Yep. I'm here, and I've got a piece of paper, and I've also Karina, got... Karina, let him be. The keys. I don't... Why is he so weird all the time? He's just very unique. I mean, you always had a soft spot for him, so it's fine, I guess. Speaking I just, I'm just trying to be like, what? I'm sorry, did nope, you say nope, something? nope. Speaking did of you have something kid, to say? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, ma'am. Did you just ma'am her? Nope. Ew. I. I'm going to go lock the. Feel the like two years has not passed. <laughs> <laughs> I will go and try to lock the gate. <laughs> All right. So, Char, as you turn to walk away, Karina looks at you, Zem, and is like, I don't understand him. I'm just trying to say hi. It's very strange. You know how your volume is always 10? Yes. His volume is always 2. I mean... Maybe 3. Probably 2. Look at you being a hype man. (laughs) I 
I guess. I, I was actually going to tell him I've been hanging out with his parents. They're really good. Oh, yeah. Charlotte you should, you should that? leave that out. You but should. they're very talented musicians. They are. They're amazing. But you should probably just leave his parents out of it. But I thought that that would be something we could connect on. Um, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not today, but maybe maybe the next time we all run into each other at a midnight encounter. We, you guys should come to my gig. You have a gig? Yeah, tomorrow. And so as she's saying that, Char, you are walking towards the gate and you see a woman swing the gate open harshly. She doesn't test it or anything. She just kind of shoves it open and it clangs against the, the stone on the side. And at that point, this is loud enough that everybody heard it Uh and she comes walking in she is half orc but her tusks are gone she's either had them removed or filed down it's hard to tell she's probably in her mid 30s six feet tall broad shoulders one sec thank you (laughs) she has long straight black hair that she has in two braids that are then tied together in the back. Wait, her eyes are... So, sorry. full orc or half orc? Half orc. Okay. Her eyes, especially in the dark light, look totally black. She is outfitted in leather armor, very similar to what you saw the woman earlier wearing. High quality, could pass as normal clothing at a glance. You can plainly see that she has two daggers and a sword on her belt, And you get the feeling that there's probably more weapons on her person that you can't see. As she steps in, you see that she is flanked by two guards and there's more behind them. Kind of in the center of this mass of guards is a figure who has a long white cloak on that sort of goes head to toe. The hood is pulled up over their face and they have their face sort of like cast down so you can't see. But you're guessing based on their proportions that this is... A large person, probably a man. The half-orc woman sort of looks up, sees you, Shar. Uh, we're um, the, the. I need to close the the gardens. Sorry. She sort of like steps forward, and two of the guards come up to you, Shar, and start pushing you back. Don't worry, we have business. Okay, that's not. Come. Who did you talk Come. to about? And oh, you're get, you're kind of getting herded over. The the guards begin to like circle around and start forming a barrier around all of you. She steps up. You see one of the guards is posted up near that gate to kind of like keep it shut, make sure nobody else comes in. She steps forward with the cloaked person next to her side, claps her hands together, and she says, "Well, thank you all for joining me. Now let's get started." Thanks for tuning in to episode one of Slay the Stars. We know it can be hard to get into a podcast after only one episode, so we're giving you two on day one, plus our first ever Ask Us Anything episode. We want you to feel immersed in the story and connect with the characters, and we're hoping that these three episodes will get you hooked. Planning to binge them all at once? Never fear. We will continue to upload one episode per week every Tuesday morning going forward. Still need more content? Check out our website at slaythestars.com. You'll find links to all of our social media pages, and we would love to hear from you. Want to support the stream? There is also a link to our Patreon, and every little bit helps to keep this passion project going forward. Dreams led us to the stars, and we hope you'll join us. Persomnia ad Astra. Stay tuned. Intro music by Isaac Fires.
Character designs by Cam Gonzalez. Photos by Rachel Bianchi. Special thanks to Kaylin Williamson. Produced by Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer Jen Kearney. And audio engineer Arthur Polino.